I am addicted to Yiddish Kislev. I want to learn more about Yiddish Kislev. I love this. So today we're going to learn about... Um, it's, it's Yiddish, though. It's Yiddish. Page 463. Um, we're going to learn about a famous statement of the Reb Rashab in his a letter he wrote. The Yiddish Kislev is a day when the light and the life of our souls was given to us. And the question is, what does that mean? The light and the life of our souls was given to us. Let's go right to it. Everyone knows that it's because of the Altarebbe being in prison as a result of him spreading a section in the Torah which until that point was not publicized. And thus is the part, the section of Torah that was not publicized before was Chesiz Chabad. And Yudas Kislev had been befreed from Meiser and given the Rishus as all can invite their own game with the Fatsa Stairs of Chesiz when they got the Chesah. Yudas Kislev, he was freed from prison. He was given permission, meaning from on high, that he could continue spreading Chesiz, teaching it, the customs of Chesiz, the paths of Chesiz. Even in addition to the the virtue of studying Chassidus because it's a section of Torah, as we're learning this week, the Rebbe's words about how Chassidus is just like any other section of Torah, you can't divide Torah, is not Another advantage of the inner dimension of Torah is that the inner dimension of Torah upon this section of Torah is dependent our daily life. Whatever we do in our thoughts and our words and actions as vis-a-vis how, how we show up in our mitzvahs and thoughts which in action as that our performance in mitzvahs should be with life that is dependent on our study of chassidus. You hear? So it's, we, we could do the mitzvahs but making those same mitzvahs alive, that is where chassidus comes in. In them, Igor Sakedish, Rabbeinu, and Shosayin, Mites, Ayn, Kisla, Shemachan, Bezi, Yutis Kislev, Dr. Nalashon, Er, Vachayis, Nashin, Etalam. Rebbe Rashab says about Yutis Kislev in his famous letter, this is the day when the light and the life of our souls was given to us. So I was going to go into those words. Vachayim, Vachayim, Vracha. I said, Vachayim, should we crack it? Light and life come to us too. Amen. One to know what are those two things he's referring to when he says light and life. We'll understand this by looking at this in a simple, simply. There are two different parts, two different aspects of life. Aleph, Erhan Nefesh, and Beis Chayes in the second column. There is the light, there is a more generic life force. There's a life force which gives each limb its function, the eyes to see, the ears to hear. Then there is a more generic life force that just animates the body equally and makes us alive. The halacha is that in Yom Kippur, you are um, liable if you um, eat on Yom Kippur and you're only liable the punishment if you eat a certain amount the amount the Torah says 
think the amount is uh, the size of a um, of a date. If you eat that amount, it doesn't matter how tall you are, how fat you are, if you're a day old, or if you are Oig Malcha Bashan, if you're Oig, the king of Bashan, who was known to be a giant, doesn't matter. On Yom Kippur, you're, it's considered eating for you, this, if you eat this date, the size of a date of food, and doesn't matter if you're a child or if you're an, if you're egg, it's the same amount of food. Hagam is a guf tarfut onkum tzumazim. Although the body needs food, and only through eating food can the body be connected to can the soul be connected to the body. It says in the Torah, man cannot live on bread alone. And the Arizal explains, well, Shantiv explains the words of the Arizal, that you need to have the godly energy in the food. The food will not do anything without the godly energy that's in the food. But the fact that your body needs food, there's two parts to that. Number one, there is something that food contributes to your body and depends upon what your body needs. Then there is something that is equal in all bodies, that all bodies equally receive this kind of life force that uh, doesn't matter how big you are and what's going on inside your body. So that is going to help us understand the two words that Rabbi have used, light and life. That's the meaning of the two words Rabbi have used, that Chassidus gives us, Yitzchitzah gives us, the light and life of our souls. Er is Thus, there was the era the gavim sabshus bakli love on yarek adin bifnakli is the gavim number tzara kelim. But the era that atzmes have pashon echos sabshus bakli. Light has no form, has no color. The fact that when light goes through a certain colored glass, let's say it goes through a, a white, green, or red glass, and now the light projects according to the to the glass, that's the color that is now um, the color of the light. It's not that the light itself has this color. It's just that the light is projecting in this color because of the glass. In Imitkin Shinito, there's no change in the light itself. The light does not have... A, the, the, the color does not um, does not convey any change to the light itself. Light merely projects in a certain way based upon the color of the glass it goes through. As the Gemara says, the sun shines to the whole world equally. The sun is not it, the, the sun is not affected by what it's shining upon. It is made by cheder hamelch makom ashba on them ershatesnit. The light of the sun reaches the, the the rooms of the king, and it also shines upon the garbage heap. And it doesn't matter to light because light stays in its simplicity and its pristine state, no matter where it shines. So that's how light works. Light is just about I'm shining, doesn't matter where I'm shining. And I'm affected by what I'm shining upon. So too in the soul, there is the life force of the soul, which is called the light of the soul. Why is it called the light of the soul? Because it is not affected by what it gives life to. When the father is in as a gamas so 
So it's true that you, um, uh, one of one of one of the the sicha. So it's true that you need to eat, you need to eat because you need to have the godly energy in the food. But how much you have to eat, it's all the same. Everyone has to eat the same amount of food because what you're trying to do it by eating food is just to bring to yourself to have the generic life force which animates your whole body equally and animates all bodies equally. And that amount of food that you need to do that is the same in all people. That's to, to convey to your body, to connect the soul to the body in a way that the, that the soul should just make you alive. That's when we're talking about being alive. The, that, that's what the light of the soul is about. The light of the soul is called, it's called light because it doesn't, it's not divisible. Doesn't, it doesn't give each limb a different kind of energy. It doesn't give each person a different kind of energy. It's just about being alive. Um, so that's why it's called light, because just like the light of the sun, doesn't, doesn't matter to the sun where it shines. It shines everywhere. We're on page 464. Uh, second paragraph. Then there's another kind of life force in the soul. That means the life which goes into each limb individually. And is connected to each limb in a different way. That life force first enters the brain, and then from the brain it is divided into and is apportioned and classified to each limb. As it is then divided according to each limb. As in the brain there is more life force. In other limbs there's less. Even the heel also has some kind of personalized energy that is relevant to the heel. refers to the heel as the angel of death in man. Why is it called the angel? Huh? Even in science, they refer to it as a mind and as a brain. Could be two different things. It's, it's a... the, the mind. The brain the mind. is the physical and the mind. Yeah. So... So the, um, the, the mind goes into the brain. Right. So the heel, in Greek mythology, what's, what's the Achilles heel, right? Right, Achilles so, tendon. Achilles tendon. So, th- so th- this is, uh, comes probably from uh, Rav Nassim. Nassim said that the heel is called the angel of death. Why is it called the angel of death? And the fact in them is, because the energy which is in the heel is very contracted in comparison to the rest of the body, but it's still alive. So if we're talking, so, so that's the difference between the two terms, light and life. Light means it's an energy that is generic, and life means that it's something which is personal and it is connected to the specific thing that is animating. So when we talk with the life of the soul, there's a the fact that you're, you are alive, and that's equal in your heels and your brain. And then there is the specific kind of life that you have, and that is different in the brain and in the heel, and there's more life in the brain, there's very little life in the heel, but the heel is also alive. So too, regarding what Hasidus contributes to our animation the performance of mitzvahs, in the life we have. Is in them for and for There are two different things that Chassidus gives us in our performance of mitzvahs. Number one, a chais pashut and a chais shabeslapshus. First of all, there is being alive in general, then there is being alive specifically in the, the thing that you're doing. But thus is their main fundamental. That's the meaning of the Rebbe Shab's words. This is a day when the light and the life of our souls was given to us. 
In them, first of all, there is the love of the kite. There is the life you have in the mitzvah. Why are you alive in this mitzvah? Because God gave you a mitzvah. You love God, you love Torah, you love the Jewish people, and therefore you're animated in doing a mitzvah. It's not because of the specific thing that you're doing, it's because it's God's mitzvah. You're not excited because it's tzitzis or tzvillim. Why are you excited? Why are you excited? Because it's God's command. There's no difference to you whether it's one mitzvah or another. Why are you excited about this mitzvah? Because this is God's mitzvah. That's the light of our souls. Chassidus gives us, makes us alive with the love of God, love of Torah, and love of the Jewish people. That's what Chassidus contributes to, that's one thing Chassidus contributes. A generic life force. L'chaim, that we should be alive doing mitzvahs. That comes from Chassidus. That we're excited because it is a mitzvah. Which mitzvah is it doesn't matter. That's one thing Chassidus contributes. Then there's a second thing. There's a second thing that Chassidus contributes, and that is that you are alive in this mitzvah uniquely because of the kind of mitzvah that you're doing. Each mitzvah has a different kind of divine energy. In Ganeiden, each mitzvah has a unique reward. And it says in Tanya, you can tell what something is from the way you're rewarded by it. The fact that we are getting a different reward for Luv and Esrik than we are for learning Torah tells us that there's a different kind of divine energy and in, in Luv and Esrik than there is in learning Torah. And so therefore, there's a different kind of excitement you have when you learn Torah because of what Torah is. And you have a different excitement when you do Luv and Esrik because of Luv and Esrik is. So that, that's the specific kind of excitement you have because of what you're doing. So there's two kinds of excitement, two kinds of life in the mitzvahs. Being excited because you're doing a mitzvah, period, because you love God, you love Torah. That so is the nourishment you get from food. Tomato gives you one nourishment, and that gives you different, and the excitement right. of whatever that is. Right, right, exactly. So, the, so, so in Dosh the Kavodah from the Dik Hashem and Briv, that's the meaning of the Rebbe Hashem's words. This is the day when the light and the life of our souls was given to us. Chassidus gives us both. It gives us excitement to love Hashem and Torah and the Jewish people. And it gives us excitement to understand what, it, what, what Torah is. And what Eluv and Esther gives. And what, it gives us both. Okay. Now in the next part of the Fabringen, Rebbe is going to discuss what's so good about being alive. It's a very, very powerful idea. Listen to this. The Maya from Chayash Mitzvah is the advantage of being alive when you do a mitzvah. Was thus in the Gay Echemaisa Pale. Lavadis was the Kudakumtin to the Infachayas is the Maisa Gufa Andish, and thus it's in Sayyon. Besides the fact that um, you'll be more alive, besides the life element, looking at also the dry performance in the mitzvah, there will also be a difference whether you're alive in it or whether you're not alive in it. First of all, there's life. Number two, besides the life that, that, that is in the mitzvah, there are two other advantages in the dry performance of the mitzvah as well, as a result of there being life in it. Number one, if you're just doing it because of habit, why are you doing it? Because you need to do it. So 
So you're only going to do the bare minimum to get it over with because why are you doing it? Because you have to. Because you have to, because you always do it every day, so you're going to do what you do every day. You're not going to do it more beautifully. You're not going to try to make it this, this oh, this, 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 try to do this in the honor of Hashem, make it beautiful. But if you're alive in it, you're excited about it, then you're going to make sure this is not just done, but it's done in the most beautiful way, because you love it. If you love it, you want to make it beautiful. If you don't love it, you just, you just want to do the bare minimum. So that's one advantage in how you do it, you're going to do it more beautifully. Beauty comes from love. What makes you do something beautiful? Because you love it. What makes you do something not so beautiful? Because you don't like what you're doing. So what's the difference in how you say amen and how you say, and how you kind of, what kind of esri you buy, or the way you, you do the mitzvah? It, it, it depends on if you love it or not. So that's one difference between um, whether you have life in your mitzvah. Don't have life in your mitzvah. The first difference is, Will you do the mitzvah in a beautiful way? So chassidus contributes to the actual dry performance of mitzvahs in the sense that because you're alive in your mitzvahs, you're going to do the mitzvah in a beautiful way. Then there's a second thing that chassidus contributes to the dry performance of mitzvah. Base. If I'm only doing something with my hands and feet, but my mind and heart are somewhere else. So if that's, if that's what I'm doing, if that's what I'm doing, so eventually what may happen is, is that my mind and heart will draw me away from what I'm doing. So right now I am interested in this thing, partially, but my mind and heart have some other interest. And so eventually, what may happen is that I may give way to where my mind and heart are. Because if I'm not fully, besides the fact that it's, I'm doing this in a dry way without my heart and mind, besides that, my heart and mind are in something else, so, so there's, there's a distance in me. So I may be pulled eventually to, uh, to, to, to where they're going. In other words, the second advantage that Chassiz contributes is that there's consistency in what you're doing. If you're only doing something because of, your, because of habit, you're only going to do this for a short amount of time because eventually there's a part of you that's pulling you away from it. There's, I don't know, short, but there's going to be a limited amount of time because your heart and mind are pulling you away. However, if you're alive in what you're doing, be consistency. You, you won't change what you're doing. You're going to be really into it. Okay. So those are two advantages so far. Number one is that you're going to, beauty comes from life. Beauty comes from love. If you love what you're doing, if you're alive in what you're doing, you're doing the mitzvah beautifully. And the second advantage is, if you love the mitzvahs that you're doing, you're going to stay with them. You're going to stick with them. That's the second advantage. Now I'm going to see a third advantage. There's this third advantage in being alive in your mitzvahs. Something that Chassidus gives you. Making you alive in what you're doing. What's the advantage? The fact that you're alive in a mitzvah automatically means you're not so alive in other petty things. A human being is a limited creature. If your excitement is being used in holy things, automatically there's less excitement and less life in other things. Because you're limited. You can't have life in everything. So if you're alive in baseball, then you can't be so alive in football and hockey and other things. If you're alive in mitzvahs, so there'll be less of you to go around for other things. In negative things, or even permissible things, the fact that you're alive in your mitzvahs 
automatically means that there's other things that are not given the same attention. There's a law about immersing yourself in a mikvah. If one hair of yours is not immersed in the mikvah, it's not considered the mitzvah of immersion. The impurity that was there before you went in the mikvah is still there. If there's one hair sticking out, you haven't accomplished anything. When you put in that one hair in the mikvah, then the impurity goes away because you're totally in the mikvah. So too, in our service of Hashem, especially if we're not talking about one hair, we're talking about a major part of us. If we're doing mitzvahs just with our power of action, even if we immerse our chagas, even if we immerse our love and our reverence in holy things, our love and our reverence is in our mitzvahs. But there are other things inside of you that you haven't immersed in the mitzvah. You've immersed your love and reverence in the mitzvah, but what about your mind? What about your thoughts? Your thoughts aren't in holy things. You love the mitzvah right now, but your thoughts are in your thinking, and your mind is, another, is, is immersed in other things. That's where your mind is. So there's not, so you're not exempt from negative, negative influence in your life because your mind is in somewhere else. Even if your heart is right now in the mitzvah, but if your mind is in somewhere else, you have not been um, freed from impurity. There's, there's, some, there's, there's room for other stuff to get in you because your mind is immersed in something else. Not there's a room. There is some other things going inside you. Only when you go completely into the mikvah, which the word immersion, tefillah, has the same letters as bittel, when you are told, so the meaning of tefillah, immersion in the spiritual in the spiritual sense is to immerse your whole self in holiness. Not just your actions, not just your feelings, but also your chabad, also your understanding and your mind is also immersed in Dusha. That's, you put in the life and the light of your soul in the mitzvahs. Not just your um, uh, your heart, but you also immerse your mind. You also, it also, everyone once said about the four sons, one of the sons is called the son that does not know how to ask. And Rebbe said in, in the Maxwell House of God, there's a picture of like a baby and, 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 a, uh, and a sussy. Uh, in Max, but the Rebbe said that the one who does not know how to ask is not someone who doesn't know how to ask, not a baby. It's someone who know, he knows how very well how to ask things that interest him. Does not know how to ask means doesn't care, doesn't interest him. So the goal of the, the Seder is to make that child want to learn how to ask at Psachle. In a similar way, they were saying, it's not sufficient the fact that you're showing up doing mitzvahs and, being, and, and doing them with love. It also has to be something that, that, that interests you, something that, that, it makes, you, that makes you wonder, that, that your wonder, that your, your, your interest in your discovery and your curiosity, your curiosity, that's what I want. Your curiosity is about mitzvahs. That's the meaning of immersion in a mitzvah, that your curiosity is about this. So then, automatically, if you're immersing your mind, you're curious about, you know those people who get up and show them like, and why did love and do that anyways, right? You're like, what are you doing? Why don't you just relax, right? But the truth is, that guy, he's immersed in the mitzvahs. You know for sure he's not immersed in other things, because that's what's bothering him, though, right? The fact that you're immersed and you're curious about a mitzvah, that automatically, that automatically makes other things irrelevant to you, because you, there's only so much of you to go around. 
So the fact that you're immersing your curiosity in the mitzvahs, that makes you um, have no connection to, um, to other things, which are, which are not so important. So, and you serve Hashem all day, not only when you're doing mitzvahs, but if you're into it, even when you're doing mundane things, you serve God 24 hours. As the Ramam says, in all your ways you should know Hashem, no matter what you're doing. So, so what we said so far is that there's three advantages in, in, in that chassidus contributes to us. Chassidus gives us life in our mitzvahs. So that number one, that means, besides the fact that it makes us alive in the mitzvahs, besides the three things. Number one is that um, we'll do mitzvahs beautifully because where there is love, there is beauty. Number two, we'll be consistent because if you love what you're doing, you stick with it. If there's a part of you that's not into it, it's gonna, it, may, it may pull you away. And then the third thing is that automatically you're going to have um, less energy to go around to other things because of your immersion in mitzvahs. If you're alive, you love the mitzvahs, so then there's less of you to, to be involved in other things. It's like immersing, immersing in a mikvah. In order to be purified, you have to be, if the whole person has to be there, if there's a part of you which is not being engaged, then that, that, could bring, then that part is, is still, the whole person is missing something. So the fact that we're more engaged and more alive in holiness, that makes us less engaged and less involved in things which, are, which aren't holy. And that concludes. Through this that we, by ourselves, we remove our excitement from other things. Through this we also affect the world as well. That Hashem will remove the impurity from the world. And the light of Mashiach will come will shine like a day. And the darkness itself will start to shine. And the glory of Hashem will be revealed and all flesh will see the glory of Hashem. Our flesh, eyes of flesh itself, and in, and in, flesh, and in physical things itself, Mashiach will come, we will see the word of God in those physical things. So those, that's the advantage of learning Chassidus, that it gives us life and, and, and light in what we're doing. We explain light and life are two specific things. Light means that there's a generic excitement that you love Hashem and Torah and, Torah and love the Jewish people. You have light. This is just like the sun shines everywhere, so too. There's a generic excitement about whatever it is Hashem is asking us to do. Then there's life in our mitzvahs, that Hashem gives us the ability through chassidus to be excited about the specific mitzvahs that we're doing. And as a result of being excited about the mitzvahs that we're doing, we have these three advantages. We have beauty, we do mitzvahs with excitement, and therefore we do them perfectly, we do them in the right way. Number two, we have consistency. Number three, we're not involved in other things. And by not being involved in other things in ourselves and removing impurity from ourselves, removing negative things from ourselves, we also cause in the world at large that there shouldn't be impurity in the world and and the Mashiach comes and the, and the darkness shines like the light. Any questions or comments? Um, yeah. Go ahead, everyone. Uh, uh, I think, um, Which word? Um, 